Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Let's just share a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. We ask that we will not be the same after today in the name of Jesus. Pray for everyone here and every heart here. Let your will be done, Heavenly Father. Let your spirit touch each heart. By your spirit and by your grace, we thank you, Lord, that your will will be accomplished in this room today. And I pray that no one under the sound of my voice will die and go to hell. And I thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church today? If you are, shake your right leg and say, I am glad. Hallelujah. Well, um, before I share what I want to with you very shortly, because we don't have so much time, I want to make one or two um, announcements. Amen. First of all, there will be a camp, a shepherd's camp, camp for all shepherds, uh, at the first week in August, 4th. 4th, 5th, 6th, August, I think it is. Um, That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All shepherds, ministry shepherds, fellowship shepherds, pool shepherds. And uh, Abuaji and Ko, I would like you to be there if you can. Hallelujah. Amen. Every kind of shepherd be there. Hallelujah. And if you are in church, you must aspire to become a fellowship shepherd at least. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the second announcement is that we will be having a special convention in a few weeks' time. (laughs) Hallelujah. This convention is codenamed or is going to be named Fresh Oil Convention. Hallelujah. Fresh Oil Convention. Are you excited about that? Then put your hands together properly. Hallelujah. And ministering will be Bishop Duncan Williams. Hallelujah. Throughout. So it's coming on in about three weeks' time over here. We will still be in the middle of our construction, but if you remember Anakazu Convention, we were around and the anointing was even more. So I don't think the construction is going to affect us at all. Hallelujah. So if you are planning to travel to Germany, postpone it. Hallelujah. You have to go to London, cancel your flight. After the convention, then you can go. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Very good. Now, I don't think I mentioned to this service the other time that our permit for this, our eight-story office block behind here has been approved. Hallelujah. And... um, Hallelujah. Now, wait with the clapping. Wait a little. On one condition. 
And the condition is that we have parking space. They say we don't have any parking space. So we are in the middle of our negotiation to acquire this place. You can see, I told you to take pictures there because you won't see what you are seeing there very soon. Hallelujah. When tourists come to Ghana and Accra, this is one of the tourist attractions that they will come and, come and see. Amen. So soon I believe I'll stand here and announce to you that this place is for us. Amen. So just be praying and keep on praying and let's believe God. Hallelujah. Now if we get that place, it's likely that the condition will be that we will build, we'll demolish that toilet and build a proper decent situation there. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, uh, so it's going to cost a lot of money and it's all coming from us. We don't smuggle cocaine. We don't have any extra money from cocaine dealings. We don't do any extra business. All that we have is us. Hallelujah. So it's going to come from us. We came here by the grace of God and we are going to go forward. Amen. How many believe we can do it? Lift your hand, say, we can. Say, I can do. You can do. And we can do. Amen. So let's believe God um, that I'll be able to come and announce to you soon that this is what is happening and uh, we'll move on from there. Hallelujah. Wouldn't it be nice to break down this wall and just have a big area where we have overflow inside this pool, upstairs, downstairs, then the outside there, like we sit on the cars. Hallelujah. Or we'll sack the cars and sit there. Amen. All right. I want to share with you for just a few minutes. Ephesians chapter 6 is the chapter of the Bible you are looking for. Ephesians chapter 6 is what you are looking for. It's on page 212. Pastor Bernard arrived in Geneva yesterday. I spoke to Pastor Robert. He's there this morning. I believe that it's going to be great there. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. All right, let's take it. Let's all read together, please. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's take it again. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's read it one more time. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now close your Bible and let's quote it. I believe you can do it. Have you underlined it in your Bible? All right. If you haven't, underlined it. When others are saying they have, you haven't, so underline yours. Let's say it together. Ready, go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong. Let's say it again. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Amen. Now, this verse is giving us direct instructions. It is not telling us to be strong in politics. Amen. There's nothing wrong with being strong in politics, but the Bible is not saying be strong politically. There are Christians here who can tell us why NDC government is not good or why it is good. There are people who can tell us about MPP that this person should have been a president, this one should do that, and why the elections were rigged and this has happened, and you are telling us why they are selling Ashanti gold fields, and you are so strong, you have inside information. 
You have extra news. I mean, you know about everything. You know everything about everything. When it comes to politics and you start to talk, it's as if you are the speaker of parliament. But when it comes to the word of God, we start to ask you, you have nothing to say. You are quiet. Because you are not strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. There are some of us who are very strong in soccer. Be strong in soccer. You know who is Amokachi? Yekini. Bebeto. Romario. I mean, you know, you know Romario's number. You know that Romario is number 11. And Bebeto is number what? Number 7. You see? <laughs> you know Romario, Bebeto, Amokachi, Yekini. Who else? Baggio. I mean, you know, you know so much. When, when it comes to soccer, you can tell us why, I mean, the coach of Nigeria is resigning and what is going to happen and why uh, this is going on. And you, you know everything about everything. When it comes to the word of God and we say Ephesians chapter 6, you begin to cough. <laughs> Your cough comes. And the Bible is telling us very, very clearly, be strong in the Lord. This is not a pray for me church. Because a pastor pray for me. We pray for people. But this is not a church where you, you, you come and then just pray for me. Come, we come and pray for you and you give us 5,000 cities. We don't even need your 5,000 cities. Hallelujah. This is not a church where we, we make you depend on us. We make you depend on us for, for something. Where we are always praying for you. We pray for you, come to the house, bring a chicken, come back, bring an egg, go back, climb under my door, crawl under the carpet. No. We bath you. We don't bath anybody in this church. I, 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 have I bathed you before? As you raise up your hand. <laughs> no, if I have bathed you before, raise up your hand. Let me, uh, uh. Hey, is somebody raising up his hand? Hallelujah. This is not a church where we back people and make people depend on us. This is a church where we are trying to make you as an individual be strong in the Lord yourself. So that you are, you are independent and also dependent where you have to be dependent. So that if you are in your house and you know that you are alone at home and there is nobody else with you. And you can begin, you begin to hear footsteps in your house. And you know very well that everybody has gone out. And you are the only one in the house and you begin to hear, Are you now going to ring me? Are you now going to ring Pastor Eddie or Pastor Bernard? Pastor Bernard is not here. Because Pastor Bernard is a miracle pastor. For miracle service. No! He's not around. You have to stand up and say, whoever is walking in the house, I begin to speak to you now in the name of Jesus. May your path be slippery and dark. May Satan stand by your right hand. Amen. You must begin to stand in your own house and rebuke. And maybe you went for a funeral, you buried your grandmother, you buried somebody recently. And you are hearing the footsteps. They said that Ma is coming. Ma. You must be strong and stand up and say, Satan, I rebuke you. Yeah. Whatever it is that is working in the house, I command you to go out. Yeah. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you will not be at the mercy of devils. You will not be at the mercy of anything, but you will trust in God and you will be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. How do you be strong in the Lord? You are strong in the Lord when you associate with strong people. If you want to sharpen a cutlass, you just take another cutlass and you rub them together because iron sharpens iron. You, get a, 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 with, you walk with brethren that are just like you and you, you rub onto each other and it strengthens you either way. I say it strengthens you either way. If you go to a church where they are not even born again, let's take it, they are not even born again. How do they strengthen you? Because they are not even like you. If you put iron against wood and you start rubbing, what's going to happen? The wood is going to, to, to disintegrate. Because wood does not sharpen iron. And that's why when I got born again, I realized that the church that I was going to had not made me born again. I mean, they had not taught me how to be born again. I was just religious. I was just religious. I was baptized when I was eight days old and confirmed when I was in form three. But I was confirmed on my way to hell. I, I used to go to church. Look, I was so religious. I would go to church. I wanted, I would go and meet my friends at it. I used to go to a church whose name begins with R. I will not mention the church because you say I'm against that church, but I'm not. I was there all the time, but I wasn't born again. I didn't know Jesus personally. Because you can be in church and not know Jesus. You can even be in this church and not know Jesus. That is why every Sunday we give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. I was so religious, my godmother gave me a Bible and a hymn book. And I kept these for several years, although I never opened them. Because it was meaningless to me. But the day I found Jesus, and the day I heard a preacher preaching in broken English, about the love of God and about Jesus Christ, and I came to Jesus, I said, I must go to the church where the pastor speaks broken English. I must go to the church where when the pastor is speaking, there are bullets coming at every point. So that I will be blessed and I will grow. And I decided to leave that, that where I was. And that is, why, that is why I am strong today. Because I associated with strong believers. Whether their color is white or black. Whether they are educated or uneducated. Whether they are tall or short. Iron sharpens iron. Whether it's a tall iron or a short iron. It sharpens. It works. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So... That is one way that you ought to, you can be strong and you must be strong by fellowshipping. Move with warriors. Hallelujah. Move with people who believe in God. Walk with people who believe what God says. Have friends like that. Have a church like that. Walk in the right company. There's an old saying, show me your friend. I'll show you your character. You see certain sisters, you say, look at her friends. You know them, you know the type that they are. By knowing what sort of friends they have. Now today I really don't want to talk about being strong in the Lord. That is just by the way. The next part of the verse says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Look at that. Everybody say the power. power. Say there is power. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in Christ. There's power in Almighty God. I want you to understand today that there is power. There are different kinds of power. There's physical power. We have electric power that is enabling us to speak through a microphone now. There's mechanical power that moves your car by burning fuel. There's even nuclear power. 
which can be used to generate electricity and other good things. But five countries in the world, only five countries in the world have been allowed to make a nuclear bomb. And all the rest are not being allowed to make nuclear bombs. Do you know that? Five countries, Britain, France, America, Russia, and China, they have nuclear bombs. They can bomb us at any time. And no other country is allowed to develop a nuclear bomb according to the treaty. Apart from these five who have already developed it. Now, that is a physical power. If one nuclear bomb falls on Accra, all of us will be wiped out. Everybody will die in Accra. The whole city will go. Can you imagine with one single bomb, everybody will go. That is power. But when you come out of the physical world, there is another type of power which scientists have not been able to discover or uncover. There is a spiritual power. Hallelujah. And that is the power that created this world. You see, it is that power that started it all. The trees you see, the earth you see, the moon, the stars. They were created, Bible says, by the word of God and by the power of his word. God spoke and said, let there be. God wasn't repairing anything. He was creating something that did not exist. And the Bible says that for the things which are seen are made out of things that are not seen. That is our faith. Hallelujah. Now, there is negative power. We have juju power, fetish power, evil spiritual power. And especially in African countries, we have this power for everything, for protection. And there are some tribes which are very noted for Agbala. How many know what I'm talking about? There are some areas in Ghana which are very well noted for Juju and so on. But every tribe, every blessed tribe in Ghana we speak 46 different languages in our country. Every single tribe in this country is involved in fetish, witchcraft, and so on. All Nigeria, I'm sure before Nigeria went to the World Cup, I'm sure all these players went to bath in the river and uh, did various kind of uh, appliances to themselves because they believe in it. But I want to announce to you that there is a greater power. There's a power that is above all these things. There's a power that is above everything that is created or exists by the, by the devil. And that is the power that rests in Almighty God. The power of God. Hallelujah. The Greek calls it the dunamis. Amen. Now the Bible is telling us that let us not only be strong in God, but let us be strong in His power. Let us be strong in the power of God. Let us know about His power. Let us deal with His power. Let us double in his power. Let us relate with his power. Let us minister his power. Let us deal his power. Let us receive his power. Let us be strong in the power of God. Let us not just read about it. Let us not just watch it on video. Let us not just hear and read about it in history books. Let us ourselves be strong in that power. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have another amen? Let us be strong in the power of God. Let's turn our Bible to Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And I want you to see something very important there. Acts chapter 10 is the verse you are looking for. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Beautiful scripture. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I have underlined it in my Bible. I think you should, if you want to be a preacher. Underline all these verses. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I want you to read that again and I want you to believe. Let's all read together upstairs at the back wherever you are. Let's read it. It says, For how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Hallelujah. I want you to see here that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed. Jesus was an ordinary man like you and I. And apart from being an ordinary man, the Bible says he took on the frailties. He came to walk with us as a man. And he was, apart from being an ordinary man, he was anointed just like we can be anointed and have been anointed. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Everybody say with power. power. Say with power. power. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, anoint me with power. Say, Lord, anoint me with power. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost. And apart from the Holy Ghost, he was anointed with power. And what happened when he was anointed with power? Bible says he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. I want you to understand that people are oppressed of the devil. If you don't, if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. If termites are eating up your house, termites are chewing the foundation of your house, you say, I don't believe in termites, I don't believe termites exist, I, I think it's all something that you are imagining, it's up to you. The termites are even happy that you don't believe in them. Because then they can peacefully eat your house away. And that is how the devil is. I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in all these things. Fine, it's good, it's good for the devil that you don't believe. Because when you don't believe, he's free to operate. You will never open your mouth and say, I bind the devil. The Bible says that Jesus went about healing people that were oppressed with the devil. There are people who want to commit suicide. You know, especially in our church in Geneva, you know, we've had people who have committed suicide, members of our church, members of our church, and others who have tried to commit suicide, more than a more than certain number of people. And, you, and there's, that's a country where many people live alone. And I'll tell you something. I mean, even when I enter the... Sometimes I would enter the place and I said, there's a spirit here. You know, just by arriving, I was once talking with my sister. And I said, you know, when you come from outside and you enter this place, you can feel there is something here. Sometimes a fear just gripped me. I said, what am I afraid of? I'm walking in the town, quiet road, nothing. Suddenly you are just afraid and then depressed. And I said, there's a spirit. It's clearly a demon. Why should you be depressed? And these are things that the longer they are, and there are some schools, medical, Ghana Medical School, for instance, it's a school where you can easily be depressed. And you can even easily commit suicide. I've been there. Because it's an oppressive school. I say with no reservations. That's what it is. Hallelujah. 
There are some, some places, and that is why there, whilst I was there, two people attempted to commit suicide. One committed and said, my next door neighbor attempted to commit suicide, but we heard him when he fell to the ground. He fell, boom, to the ground in a pool of blood. He had just cut, him, cut himself. My, the person who sits next to me, I had gone to visit my beloved. And, and my two doors away, neighbor, head, boom, somebody fell on the ground. And they rushed in, and here was this person who had cut himself. Out of depression, out of, out of the sadness of the school. He wanted to end his life. He bled from his femoral arteries and femoral veins and, and, and he was transfused several, several pints of blood. All night they were operating on him to save his life. What drives people to kill themselves? What drives people to do the sort of things that they do? What drives people to murder, to, to rape, to sometimes people to commit fornication? You have a, a beautiful wife. And you begin to look outside, beyond, and you begin to see people who are not half as beautiful as your wife, not half as handsome as your husband. You are nice wife, you have a very nice husband, you are climbing the wall in the evening when he's asleep to go and look for somebody. What makes people do that? What makes people have sicknesses which cannot be cured? Look, I'm telling you, I'm a doctor, I've been in the ward, We've diagnosed and we did test upon test upon test. And I remember a particular patient, we tested him on, I mean, we even went to nuclear medicine, went to Noguchi with blood samples, doing all sorts of things. We couldn't find what was wrong with the man until the man died. And when the man died, we were very interested to know what killed the man. So we sent the body to the mortuary and they did a post-mortem. When they did a post-mortem, they wrote that they cannot find what has killed the man. What kills people? I'll tell you something. Sicknesses that are especially incurable. Sicknesses that are especially without a known cause. Often there's an evil spirit behind it. I remember Kenneth Hagin was giving this testimony. He was ministering to people. Ministering by the power of God as he was laying hands. Then a certain lady came up in the line. They would minister with a healing line. And a certain lady came up in the line. And as he laid his hands on her, suddenly he was in the realm of the spirit. And he saw... In this woman, and a demon sitting on the woman's breast, right breast or left breast. This woman had cancer of the breast. She had an advanced cancer, stage four. That is, I can call some doctors to tell you what is stage four, for ABC. Now, she had, so that the, the, the cancer had gone beyond the breast into the muscles and into the bones and had become ulcerated like a very big sore. Now, this is somebody who, I mean, doctors can tell you, this one is no hope situation. You are dying. And he, as he laid his hands, suddenly in the realm of the spirit, he saw a demon sitting on the breast. And he said to the demon, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come off. And immediately the demon fell to the ground. And he said, I command, this, I command you to get out of this building. And the demon walked through the aisle and went out through the back door. Church members, there are a lot of things outside church when you go out. You must be careful. Hallelujah. And you know something? I want to tell you miraculously, this lady was totally, completely healed. You understand what I mean? Doctors, are there any doctors here? Can you understand what I said? This is a person with advanced cancer. She was totally healed. She put on weight. She was restored completely. I mean, this is not even a miracle. It is a super... A what? Supernatural act of God. 
It's more than a miracle. I want you to understand that demons are real. Hallelujah. And that is why we need the power. Listen to me. We believe that Jesus heals the sick yesterday, today and forever. Because he's the same yesterday, he's the same today and he will be the same forever. Hallelujah. We believe that Jesus, by the power of the name of Jesus, devils and demons bow and flee to the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that the power of God is here to raise the dead in our time and our day. Matthew chapter 10 verse 6, 10, go and cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, heal the sick. Freely have you received, freely give. This is a command, it's not a suggestion. Akoko, this is a command. It's not a suggestion for you to heal the, raise the dead. It's a command to every believer. Go out there, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. Preach the gospel. And that is why I'm preaching the gospel. And I believe that God heals the sick today. I've seen people healed right in this church. I've seen people healed over and over and over again. God is setting people free every day. If you come to church, as you hear the word of God, the word of God comes into your life, sets you free. There are other ways by which the power of God is transmitted into your life. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 8. Do we have time? Let's finish. Quickly, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14, is the verse you are looking for. Matthew chapter 8. How many believe that Jesus is the healer today? Oh yes, I believe it. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. How many have had fever before? Good. Verse 15. It says, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. That means she cooked for them. Verse 16. And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. I want you to see something. How come in those days they were able to know those who were possessed with devils in town? And bring them to church. We seem to have to have some special way to know. When somebody is possessed with a devil, it's easy to see. When there are sickness that are caused by devils, it's easy to see. They, they brought them. It wasn't preachers who brought them. Ordinary people upstairs, listen to me. You can be an ordinary Christian. You can see that this one is a demon. In fact, there are certain things. They are demons until proved otherwise. Sisters quarreling with the, 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 the brother continuously. It's a spirit. Even in this colleague on here, you see quarrels. They fight until we walled off this place. They're always quarreling, fighting. It's a spirit. They are for, you see, there was a, 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 I went to a funeral once some time ago. A sister and her sister. The, the sister, one of them was pregnant. The other one was, had two little children. They were two sisters. They went to their father's funeral. When they were coming back from the funeral, the two of them died. So they buried the father and they buried the two sisters. And then about one month before that, their brother too had died. Is it not a demon? If you don't see demons easily, you, you have a problem. Now when certain things begin to happen, you must know that there's something beyond this. Hallelujah. And they, look at them, they brought them to Jesus. And when the evening was come, they brought many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Oh, hallelujah. 
that it might be fulfilled. That was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. In this little passage, you can see two ways in which the power of God is transmitted. The first way is in verse 15. The Bible says, and he touched her by the touch. And the second way is in verse 16. The Bible says, he cast out the spirit with his word. And I want you to understand that these are two ways in which God ministers his power. Through the word. Look, as I'm preaching right now, demons are trembling. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus went to preach at a place. And as he was ministering, the demons shouted out, leave us alone, leave us alone. And I believe there are some demons shouting in your ear, don't listen to him. Don't mind him. He's, a, you know, he's fanatical. He's this. He's shouting. What? He's too excited. Let him. No, no. Don't listen to him. Hallelujah. They are all demons. And another way is by his touch. And that's what I want to talk about really, but we, our time is up. Hallelujah. By the touch, I want to show you how by the touch of Almighty God, by the touch of a man that is anointed by God, you can be set free. You can be free from your sickness. You can be free from that skin rash. You can be free from those pimples on your face. You can be free from that asthma, that hypertension, continual diabetes and, and, and sickness, sickle cell disease. You can be healed of it by the power of Almighty God. I believe it, hallelujah, because it's the word of God. Because God has anointed us with the Holy Ghost and with power. Let me tell you something. There's something we call the path of the gospel and the full gospel. You know, there are some churches which are called full gospel. You know, when they say full gospel, this is what they mean. They are trying to say that they preach the whole gospel. You see, the, the full thing, that is, it includes the preaching. It includes the healing. It includes the casting out of devils. It includes speaking in tongues. It includes everything that it includes. That is what we call the full gospel. And we believe in the full gospel. We are full gospel. The full good news. Gospel means good news. Are you excited today that Jesus heals your sicknesses? Are you excited today that Jesus, Jesus casts out devils? There was a lady who was in church here. We didn't even touch her. She had a tumor, very big stomach. And she, had been, she came to church, had been at Kolebu for two years. This condition was there. I wasn't even here when she came to give a testimony because she doesn't live in Accra. And as we were ministering, she said, raise up your hand, put your hand where the sickness is. She had been to everything and she had done everything. We ministered to her. We just, we didn't even know that she was there. We just prayed as we normally pray. And this tumor, this sickness or whatever was completely healed. I mean, it was unbelievable to her. The whole thing disappeared. Something that had been there that was tested and tried. And I think the, from what she was describing, I think that the doctors were afraid to operate. Oh, there are some things that you, if you operate, the person will die. And I wasn't here when she came to give a testimony, but thank God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I remember there was a lady, several people with lamps and so on, but there was a lady we prayed for with a tumor in the breast. Clear tumor in the breast. And after we prayed for I remember I asked later, what has happened to the lamp in the breast? And the lamp has disappeared totally. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that people are being healed all the time by the power of God. Because we believe that God is a healer. We believe that in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Including the name of cancer. Including the name of AIDS. Including the name of hepatitis and hypertension. Including the name of your family sickness. Whether it is madness or epilepsy. It will bow. I said it will bow. Oh, I was watching Benny Hinn ministering some time ago. 
And I watched a boy without years. I mean, there's no year. There's no year. And I watched the power of God and, I, you know, tears were just coming down my eyes. No year. He doesn't have a year. Not that he has a year and he's not hearing. He doesn't have a year. I saw, they showed the video on the, on the thing like that. There's no year. God touched him. And he was hearing on stage. No year. And you are hearing. Is it not a miracle? Is it not the power of Jesus? How many know that we are going to see that power in a greater in a greater way, it's going to accelerate and multiply in this last hour, in this last move of God. It's something that we are going, because people are going to have to be turned to Christ suddenly and rapidly and in large numbers before the coming of the Lord. And I predict that Jesus is coming in the next few years. I believe that he's coming. That is why I put everything aside. I'm going all the way. And I believe, I tell you something, in this last move, things are going to happen. Smith Wigglesworth, whilst he was alive, he raised 21 people from the dead. 21. He died in this century. And I, I know, I personally, I know that I'm going to raise the dead. Because I've, I've already started. I said I've already started. Clap, better clap so that you will have faith with me. Otherwise, when I raise the dead, I will remember your face. I believe it. I believe it. I believe the power in the name of Jesus, the fact that it is in Jesus alone that there is salvation, is going to be proclaimed all over the world with power, miracles, signs and wonders. People will not understand. All that they will understand is that Jesus, Savior, Jesus, Savior, Healer, stand on your feet. I want us to sing, Jesus, your name is beautiful. Your name brings healing. Your name is power. Jesus, your name is power. Jesus, your name is might. Your name is might. Jesus, your name will break every stronghold. Jesus, your name. Sing it, everybody. Jesus, your name is power. Jesus, your name is power. Your name is might. Jesus, your name is might. Your name is holy. Come on, your name is 
If you die tomorrow, will you go to heaven or hell? You are not sure. As you stand here, you cannot guarantee for tomorrow. If you are here today and you know in your heart that you are not sure, that you are far from God, you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Today I want to give you an opportunity. I want to pray for you before you leave this place. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. You want to be born again. You want to know and take Jesus as your personal Savior. You are not sure whether Jesus is your Savior. You are not sure whether you are born again. Lift up your right hand. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see those hands. Just lift it high so that I pray with you and we close today. God bless you. Lift it up high. Upstairs, I see all those hands. Keep it high. At the back there, keep it high. God bless you. Keep it high. You are not sure whether you know Jesus. You want to know Jesus as your Savior. Lift up your right hand. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me before I go out of this place. Lift up your hand. God bless you. Those of you that have lifted your hands, do one more thing. Come right down to the front here. Find your way. Those of you who lifted up your hand, just come to the front. We will pray with you and then we close. Jesus, Jesus, your name is holy. Jesus, your name. Come from 
from upstairs, we are waiting from the back. We have time for you, that's why we are here. Come to the front. We are waiting. Listen to me, today is your day of salvation. Do not wait for tomorrow. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. There are people who are in church on Sunday. And the next Sunday, they are in the mortuary. Today may be your last opportunity. Come to Jesus. Humble yourself. Come to the front. Let us pray with you. Your name is holy. It's holy. Yes, Lord. Jesus, your name is love. God bless you, Mama. Jesus, your name above every other. Jesus, your name. Come to Jesus. We are waiting for you. Away from the battle there from upstairs. Come. Jesus, come on yourself. Come to Jesus. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Jesus, your name. Yes. Jesus, your name will bring every stronghold. Jesus, your name. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Those of you in front, say this prayer with me. Congregation, please join in. Say, close your eyes. Let's say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Today is my day. Today is my day. This morning. This morning, I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus into my heart, into my heart, as my personal savior. As my personal savior. Today, today, I realize I am a sinner. I realize I'm a sinner. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Please forgive for me for all my sins. For all my sins. Please wash me. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. Right now. Right now. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus into my heart. Into my heart as my personal as savior. As my personal savior. From today, from today, I will follow Jesus. I will follow. Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will. From today, I am born again. I am born again. I am a new man. I am a new man. Say, Satan. Satan. From today, from today, I will no longer serve you. I will no longer serve. I will no longer follow you. I will no longer follow For you. For Christ has set me free. Christ has set me. And I'm free indeed. And I'm free indeed. In Jesus' name, Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for those who came forward? God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.